2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast, a preseason edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. So uh, many of you guys have you have been rocking with us this week? You've heard our season previews. Uh, we talked about the Miami Heat. We talked about who we talked with last night, Charlotte Hornets, and tonight, as it so happens, uh, the Orlando the Orlando Magic are in town about to play one of two games against the Atlanta Hawks. I have with me this afternoon, this evening, actually, uh, Jonathan Osborne. I'm going to talk with us from the, uh, tell me, the the six man show podcast, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Six man show podcast. Super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, man. Hey, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Tell us again just a
2: little bit about the six man show. Who's your crew? How long you guys been rocking with the magic? How long you guys been
1: doing your thing? So, yeah, six-man show. Um, if you've ever been to the Amway Center, the only jersey that the Magic actually have retired is the number six for the fans. So that's kind of where the name came from, just to play on that. Me and my boy Luke Sylvia, uh, every Monday, um, rain or shine, hell or high water, basketball, no basketball, especially this year. Uh, we talk basketball, so that's what we love to do. Um, I've been a fan since uh, like 2002, 2003, the Tracy McGrady days, when I fell in love with basketball. might be okay. able to see it right there hung up on my wall that's been my guy um and been rocking with the team ever since um lived uh close to tampa my almost my entire life so it's the closest team that we have so it's the home team and and uh, live breathe, and, and die magic basketball
2: that's what's up man so again the uh the magic are in town playing the atlanta hawks and typically uh, I would be at the game covering the game. This would be year seven for me covering the Atlanta Hawks, but uh, because of that damn COVID, <laughs> I, I saw some pictures of a few media that were able to get in, and uh, just it's an empty state. It's an empty arena. It's a beautiful arena, but it's empty, and the guys are on the court warming up, and it looks very awkward. It looks very awkward. But I don't know, man. This is gonna be a, this is gonna be a crazy year. It's gonna be a crazy year. But you know, we're gonna see. Hopefully, they can get through it with uh as many healthy bodies as possible and we don't have too many flare-ups uh 72 games is a lot of games but we're gonna see man we're gonna
1: see yeah definitely definitely very excited just uh there's been some issues a lot of magic fans know with like our our regional sports package with fox that like hulu's gotten rid of youtube so like <laughs> their part of my day today was literally just figuring out how i was going to be able to watch magic basketball for this season so wow uh, Totally legal route. I can't say that for everybody. I know some people are gonna be watching, <laughs> the team, but um, just happy to be able to have basketball, man. And more and more importantly than anything, every, we want everyone to stay healthy. But if we can do that and have basketball, I'm all for it.
2: Yeah, and that's crazy because the guy I was talking to last night uh, about the Charlotte Hornets. They're kind of going through the, with the same thing. I don't know if if Spectrum is a big thing down there in Orlando, but. Uh, They're dealing something with Spectrum. Even in Atlanta, there's something going on with Fox Sports South. Um, It's crazy, man. Like, you know, people are stuck in their houses. They're doing work. They're doing school. Fix these agreements so we can watch some basketball, man. Like, (laughs) like we're in the house, you know. Fix these things so we can watch some ball, man. Golly. (laughs) That was the bone. (laughs) I want to talk real quick, man, about the roster. Just going to go over a few things for – we, we, before the game tips off tonight, man, I want to start. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the roster. But before we get into the roster, I want to ask you about your draft pick. Uh, you guys drafted Cole Anthony 15th overall point guard. Uh, kind of, a, I actually really like a combo guard out of North Carolina. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Anthony kid?
1: So leading up to the draft, um, there was a lot of talk about who the Magic were going to talk. take. Obviously, amongst mostly amongst fans, you know how it goes. Uh, but there was some like Tyrese Maxey, Kyra Lewis Jr. Uh, there was a lot of you know Cole Anthony talk. Um, Tyrell Terry was you know like every year I have like a sweetheart pick, and that that's who I really wanted to see the Magic to take. Funny enough, I'm actually a North Carolina Tar Heel fan, so I did watch a decent amount of, of Cole this year. Okay. Um and basically what everyone else saw, loads of potential, but. Um, decision-making was kind of all over the place at times, admittedly did not have the talent around him at North Carolina. This outside of Cole, this is one of, uh, Roy's worst, uh, recruiting years, uh, since he's been at North Carolina. But, um, you know, all the hype in the world come out of high school and just didn't really meet, uh, the expectations that he had at North Carolina. I think that really hurt him. You know, he was plenty good, 18 points a game, albeit be inefficient, But the numbers were there. Uh, I think what hurt him was really just he didn't reach the expectations that the lofty expectations that were set before him. That being said, uh, obviously, he's got the bloodline, Greg Anthony, and and just hearing him talk, not only on draft night, but the media availability that he's had since then. I know he's great friends with Mo Bamba. Just seems like a kid that lives, eats, breathes, and will die by basketball, like Loves basketball more than anything else in the world. So as far as like a talent aspect, I'm not worried about that. Um, not worried about the fact that he's going to work his butt off. It's just, is he going to be able to produce at the next level the way that everyone thought, you know, two, three, four years ago coming out of high school, you know, all the, the ball is life and the, the hoops highlights and all that stuff that you saw. Mm-hmm. With Anthony. So at this point, super, super excited, um, especially he's going to be coming off of the bench, kind of filling the role that, you know, DJ Augustine had last year for us. So really, really excited about Cole and see what he can bring to the table this year. Yeah,
2: you mentioned his pops being Greg Anthony. Um, I think that is such an asset to these guys coming in the league, uh, you know, just having that somebody in your ear, because a lot of rookies, once you're in this business for a while, you'll hear rookies say, well, after you go through your rookie year, now you have an understanding of what it's like. He can come in from the front the front and be like, yo, man, I talk about Pops. I know what it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, that's an awesome resource for him. Um, I mean, I echo your sentiments exactly, man. I, I think that um, he came out of high school heralded, man. I, I thought that um, he was going to produce a little bit better at, at UNC. I wasn't prepared for UNC to be kind of like that average <laughs> when, he, when he was there, and that's to put it lightly. But uh, I think you got I think you got a decent marginal role player. Uh, as far as Cole Anthony is concerned. So I, I like the pick actually. Um, we talk a little bit about the player movement uh, every year, every team's lose free agents and every team brings in free agents uh, for the first time in forever. It seems like Atlanta had a pretty good free agency class bringing in Gallinari and um, Rajon Rondo and uh, Bogdanovich, uh, Tony Snell. They had a pretty good class and, um, You guys lose uh, a guy who I was trying to get to Atlanta, DJ Augustine, who was just a pros pro. Uh, One of my favorite guys. I was like, listen, guys, Hawks need a backup point guard. And I like in every podcast I was on, I was like, we need to get DJ Augustine here. Um, Talk about a little bit about what you guys lose with DJ and who you guys bringing
1: in? Yeah, so first of all, I mean, I don't know if there's a team in the NBA that had a better free agency than the Hawks. Like you guys got so much better this offseason with the additions that you were just mentioning. Just looking around the league, I don't know that you can point to another team that can say like the the amount of growth that they had was was bigger than the Hawks. Um but as as far as losing DJ, I mean we kind of it, it was a rough year, you know, for for Magic fans and like the relationship with DJ because obviously coming off of the playoffs, you know, against Toronto game one hits that huge shot. And in my opinion, I don't I don't care who you ask, He's always going to be a, a, like an Orlando Magic legend almost to some aspect because of that. Yeah. So, talking about the Magic, <laughs> highlights like as far as like the franchise. Made the finals a couple of times. Aaron Gordon got robbed in the dunk, dunk contest a couple of times. If you want to talk about Nick Anderson me, missing his free throws, I mean, like it's a pretty short list as far as like, a yeah. big you know, Magic moment. So DJ is, is right up there instantly. When you talk about being a, a pro's pro, the the guys that I talked to that have been in the locker room um that's exactly their sentiment is that DJ was the absolute the absolute like best representation of what a professional can be what he brought to the team as far as leadership and chemistry um guys are going to kind of look around and ha- somebody's going to have to step up to kind of fill that role because that's exactly what DJ was last year right um the it was a little bit tricky with the, the rotations that Clifford implemented last year, because we all saw the improvement out of Markel like right away. So we were like yeah. everything through Markel when he's on the floor, not a great three point shooter. So it seemed like every time that he and DJ were on the floor at the same time, DJ kind of dominated the ball and, and Markel was just kind of, you know, sat in the corner, which, you know, he's not a great three point shooter right now. So it wasn't really the the best uh, use of his talents. I guess you could put it that way. Yeah. Um, but definitely, guy. Milwaukee is, is getting a, a heck of a backup point guard. One of the the best catch and shoot, you know, shooters in the league can run the offense. Defensively, you know, he, he's getting up there. He's limited to what he can do there, but uh, just brings you a lot of intangibles as well. Um, but again, really excited about the opportunity that Cole Anthony has with DJ kind of leaving. Now the writing was on the wall, right? If we took yeah. a guard, we knew that um, it was either going to be DJ or, or Michael Michael Carter Williams on their way out. Um And just kind of the way everything shook out, it made more sense to move on from D.J. at this time. But really excited for what Cole is going to bring, um, especially his ability to be a primary ball handler with that second unit. It's a good way to just kind of get his feet wet and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, the loss of D.J. in the locker room definitely can't be understated. Yeah. Um,
2: who are some – now, is Carter Williams is still on your squad, right? Is he is he still on the roster or is he – He was brought back on a on a two-year deal, I believe. Okay, and one thing I've, I've always asked uh, the guys, um, and I'm not sure what your cap space looks like or what the money looks like, um, there's always a, a guy or two when the season starts that, well, come trade time, this guy might be on the block. <laughs> so is there anybody on this roster who you think the Magic may look to maybe do some wheeling and dealing, maybe a last last year in a contract they're not going to, uh, you know, they don't want to re-up on? Are there any guys that you could possibly see on a trading block uh, if the right deal comes up, um, you know, when the trade deadline hits.
1: Absolutely. So Magic fans would completely exile me if I didn't mention Evan Fournier. So okay, <laughs> um, contract of Evan, uh, Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, um, cap space was pretty limited for us this offseason. So that that was another reason that you were going to see a guy like DJ move on, you know, still signed a, a really good deal. I think like three years, 21 million or something like that for him. Um you know, Michael Carter Williams, I believe, came back on on almost pretty close to like a like a veterans minimum deal. But yeah, Evan Fournier, um, and even Aaron Gordon, those are the two guys that I think all you know most Magic fans have their eyes on as far as possibly being moved sometime this season. Aaron Gordon is is probably the guy that's least likely uh, between the two, just because he still has a few years on his deal. When it comes to Evan Fournier. I think the sentiment uh, around the fan base is just that he doesn't really fit into the long-term goals of the franchise. And uh-huh. uh, I would like to see the the keys turned over to guys like Markel and, and, and like Cole Anthony, eventually Jonathan Isaac, you know, people like that. Um, so yeah, if he's not moved by the trade deadline, I'll be pretty surprised just because of the fact that he did opt into his final year. He is expiring this offseason. Most magic mm-hmm. fans I think it makes sense really from a, a money standpoint um, or a, or a fit standpoint for Evan Fournier to return after this year. So that's the guy that I have my eyes on uh, as far as who we may move on from uh, during the season. Now, if we come out and, and we're, you know, 10, 12 games below 500 come the trade deadline, I, I could see them moving Aaron Gordon as well. He's a guy that has a, each year, you know, that contract is going to decline over the next few years before he expires. So uh, even though um, we're not we're not really sure, Magic fans aren't really sure what Aaron's uh, value is around the league at this point just because, you know, as far as we're concerned, he hasn't really lived up to the expectations and hasn't really accepted the role that we think he would fit best, which is kind of like that Draymond-esque, you know, high-level defender, playmaker as well. But when it comes to the offense, just kind of picks and chooses his spots. Um, But, but yeah, those would be the two guys.
2: What do you guys see uh, in uh, Mo Bamba? um last year he had kind of uh he kind of bad the injuries last year i think um but what what is the sentiment about a mo Bamba kid uh how how does that when the people love him down there is it kind of okay well he kind of had an injury plague a year we'll see what he is this year i mean is it still out what's the what's the word on
1: him i'd say the jury's really still out um mostly the fan base is really really split on mo i mean um, I mean, there's those people that obviously had the injury concerns. I mean, he had a stress fracture a couple of years ago, his rookie year that really limited his play. Um, you know, and, and then last year, um, kind of fell out of the rotation. Um, at some points, Clifford opted really to go with, uh, with Kem Birch, uh, for, for a few weeks there. But then when he got back, uh, you know, to the bubble, it, it, we found out later on that he had COVID in June. So when they got back to the bubble, he had just kind of lost all of his conditioning and was just not mm. getting back to the level that he needed to be at in order to play. And even still now, um, they're saying he's still kind of a ways away of getting his conditioning back, getting to a point where he's going to be able to contribute on the floor. So um, again, Magic fans are, are really split down the middle because it's like even when he does play, uh, he's not really producing to the level that you would hope a, you know, a lottery pick would. Um, now that can be argued whether it's the role that he's in or, you know, the amount of playing time. I don't want to get into all the specifics, but a lot of us still really believe in Mo. He's had a lot of bad luck when it comes to injuries and, and health and everything like that. He has shown flashes. I think there was a, a game actually last year against Atlanta where he had like 15 points in the the first half, you know, some big offensive rebounds, a few blocks even. So he's shown flashes here and there um but we just don't know is he gonna ever be able to live up to you know the the lottery pick that he was um yeah. he's got to stay healthy in order to do that and up to this point he hasn't been able to prove that he can do that
2: yeah and hopefully hopefully he can have a healthy year he's a very uh very charismatic kid you know and i pull for the kid from a distance you know i want him oh, yeah. to succeed but some guys man they just can't get over that injury bug and it's just always there you know? And COVID is something, man, like I think a lot of people really underestimate. Like, I mean, there's long term effect from that. So if you've already had a history of of dealing with injuries and then you throw the COVID on it, then I don't know, man. We just wish (laughs) we wish that man the best, man. We wish him the best. I think that this year, uh, more than anything, depth is going to be uh, critical, you know, when because I think the the official stance is if you were to get COVID or anything, uh, you got to sit out at least 10 days. It's a 10 days. And then uh, you got to be COVID free for a certain amount of time. And then you have to have a certain amount of positive tests. So there's a chance you could see. And, and God forbid, I hope it's not any, you know, anybody that really gets it. But for instance, just for example. Uh, you know, what if you have like Giannis out for like ten to fifteen days, or in, a Trey Young in Atlanta, or a, a, a you know whoever, you know LeBron James? Like this is a year where you really got to worry about like who was my backup point guard? Who was my backup point guard? You know, right? Talk a little bit about your second string. What's your second unit gonna be like?
1: So, um, I think the jury's still kind of out on that. Um, so our starting five is is looking like it's going to be Markel, Evan Fournier, James Ennis, Aaron Gordon, and then then Vucevic. James Ennis is out right now. So they actually have uh, Dwayne Bacon is going to be starting the, the, the small forward role tonight. So, um, a lot of us think that the, the, um, second unit is going to look like some combination of, um, of Cole Anthony, uh, Terrence Ross, you know, our, our, sixth man right there, uh, Chuma Okiki and then, and then Ken Burch. So, Clifford usually likes to play nine guys for the most part in his rotations. We know Michael Carter Williams is going to fit in there somewhere. Yeah, like Cole. I mean, uh, Clifford just loves Michael Carter Williams regardless of the situation, so he will <laughs> find a way to get him on the floor. And a lot of good comes with that. Sometimes some bad comes with that, but it yeah. is what it is. So, um, yeah, we're probably looking at like a ten man rotation. Um, of uh, you know that that second unit is going to be Cole Chuma. Uh, Terrence Ross, Michael Carter-Williams, Ken Burke, something like that.
2: Cool, cool. Um, And again, folks, you're listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast. I got a guy, uh, Jonathan Osborne, uh, from the Six Man Show Podcast, uh, talking a little Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic are going to be taking on the Atlanta Hawks tonight in preseason basketball. And I hope you're able to watch the game (laughs) wherever you guys are listening or wherever the case may be. hope they figure out. Uh, exactly what is going on with some of these local programming, man. That junk drives me crazy because not only that, man, I was trying to watch Jeopardy the other night, man. And that didn't that didn't even come on my TV, man, because DirecTV and NBC or something's going on with that. I was like, man, y'all take my Jeopardy away, you know? That's
1: rough. But- <laughs> well, what it is, all of these like different, you know, networks are like, oh, everyone's streaming and everyone's trying to come up with their like own streaming service or whatever it is that's going on. And, you know, Fox is claiming it's Hulu and Hulu is claiming it's Fox. I I watch all the magic games on on Hulu. I'm like a a cable cutter or a cord cutter, whatever you want to call it. Um, But yeah, Fox came out today and we're like, look, we have all these other deals in place and Hulu and YouTube TV just don't want to come to an agreement. So I'm right there with you. Let's get this stuff figured out. It's rough.
2: Yeah, and the only reason why I haven't cut the cord is because my wife works for AT and T, which is kind of uh, you know, AT T owns Directv, so you know we right. we pay like ten ten dollars a month for Directv and Fox yeah, Sports South. and we you're still not have to get
1: though. any cheaper than that, my friend. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so you know that's kind of what it is. Uh, I'm gonna get you up out of here on this, man. I appreciate your time, man. We definitely got to chop it up again, maybe during the season when uh, the Magic and Hawks talk during the season. Yeah, definitely,
1: man. We'd love to have you on our show as well. No doubt, man.
2: And so, uh, just give me a forecast, man. I know the the playoffs are a little bit different this year with the play in, uh, with the seed seven, eight, nine, ten. So uh, you don't have to hit that eight seed actually to get in the playoffs. You can get to play. You can do the playoff. I mean, the play in if you can manage to get into that seven through ten spot. So. Uh, what, what, is, what, is, what is kind of your forecast for the Magic? Because uh, the Magic are kind of right there with the Hawks, right there with the Hornets, kind of right there in that bottom tier, kind of banging for that last spot to get in. What do you see uh, this Magic forecasting for the season?
1: Well, really just looking around the Southeast division, you know, you look at Atlanta who, again, I feel like got so much better. Uh, you look at Charlotte who I think got better. Um, and then you look at the, the wizards, right? Whether they had wall or now they have Westbrook, the, that addition, along with Beal, the wizards were going to get better too. So I think the, the overwhelming sentiment a- around magic fans is it's going to be tough to get to that seventh or eighth seed. But like you were saying, even if you do, you know, you're not guaranteed a spot. Um, So right now, I think most Magic fans are expecting us to fall right around 9 or 10. And then when it comes to those playing games, anything can happen. And we're crossing our fingers. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. And I think that it's going to be more interesting than most people think. Because everyone already kind of penciled in kind of like the first six or seven, eight teams with the Sixers and the Bucks and everything. But I'm telling you, man, like all it takes It's one or two COVID tests to hit one of these teams, and this whole Eastern Conference can be turned upside down. Now, I'm not saying that the Knicks are going to be like a two-seed, but, I mean, if there's any year we can expect the unexpected, man, I think this might be the year.
1: <laughs> well, I think, um, you know, the the MLB and the NBA are, are pretty similar in, in the, the respect. Where if you look at the NFL and you look at some of these, like, positive COVID tests that are coming out, like a lot of times, you know, during, like, a, a day-to-day basis, you have your quarterback room, you have your running back room, you have your wide receiver room, you have your lineman room. So when COVID starts to spread, it's like, all right, a lot of our offensive line guys have it everybody else is pretty much okay. Where the MLB this season, you saw when when a couple of guys got it, it was like all of a sudden 12, 13 guys on a team had COVID. And just the the manner that NBA teams travel, I could see the same thing happening. Where all of a sudden it's like eight guys on the Magic have COVID. Yeah. And they're just, the Magic aren't going to be able to play basketball like yeah. for a day or so until they figure out. Now, I, I don't really know how it's going to work with the free agents and the the two-way contracts and everything like that. Maybe they'll be able to figure something out and play those games, but I'm 100% expecting games to be either postponed or canceled at some point this yeah. season.
2: It almost seems like the NBA should have at least allowed the rosters to get a little bit bigger. Maybe, I mean, cause most of mm-hmm. them carry what, 15 carry about maybe three more guys. You know, you could even mm-hmm. add, they could even be like two way guys, you know, add, add right. two, you could add three more two way guys, but They don't pay me to make those decisions, so it's all good. Not yet, not yet. (laughs) But, Mr. Osborne, man, I want to appreciate you, man, for coming on to the show, man. We definitely got to wrap again, and uh, we'll see. We finally get basketball tonight, man. So we'll see uh, what these guys look like after the long layoff uh, between eight or nine months. I know it's been for the Hawks, uh, so it's going to be fun. (laughs)
1: Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Like I said, you're welcome on our show anytime. Love to have you chop up some Magic Hawks. And here's just hoping for a a happy, healthy season. No doubt, man. Well, peace to you and your family and,
2: and the podcast, man. You guys stay up and we'll be in touch, brother.
1: You as well, man. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. All right. Like we always do about this
2: time. <laughs> I was gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless chapman there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lex is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Namfloor. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah.